In that extended gospel reading from St. John today, Jesus is walking along with his disciples when they come upon a man born blind. Jesus' disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Back then, of course, no one knew anything about the complexities of genetics, about germ theory. Disease, disability, heredity, all were mysterious. But we're not all that different today. We are desperate to understand why bad things happen, why people suffer. And then, as now, we have a tendency to try to find somebody to blame. In the ancient world, a common assumption was that disease and disability were the result of sin. Being born with any kind of difference or disability was assumed to be the result of a parent's sin during pregnancy. Usually, and this hasn't changed much, it was the sin of the mother. We can laugh and think that they were ignorant back then and right now we're so much more enlightened, but it wasn't too long ago that scientists actually believed that people became schizophrenic because their mothers didn't love them. There's something in being human that makes us want to know why. Why did this painful, inexplicable thing happen? Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus turns the question upside down, as he always does. It's not about sin, he says. Neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happened, Jesus said, so that God's works may be revealed in him. The Greek is a bit trickier. It's something closer to, this man was created to be the means through which God would be manifest the means through which God would be manifest. Jesus teaches us that difficult things aren't about fault or sin. Rather, they are occasions for the power and love of God. God stakes a claim in the life of this man born blind. He insists that he is going to turn a tragedy into a blessing. Because the blind man, like each one of us, was created to be a channel for God's strength and power. I wonder, and stick with me for a minute here, I wonder if we might think in a similar way about the coronavirus pandemic. I want to be very, very clear. I do not think that God caused coronavirus. I don't think that God directly causes sickness tragedy or natural disaster. All of these things are part of the natural world and the way that we interact with it and part of being fragile human creatures. God doesn't cause these things in order to teach us a lesson. God does not cause these things, but rather God uses them, uses them as a way to be present to us in new ways. God uses these situations as occasions for grace healing. I've heard a theologian explain it this way. As human beings, we're like weavers making something, a rug, a blanket. We choose our wool carefully, we set up our loom, and we begin to weave our careful patterns. But then things happen in life, painful things, and our pattern is interrupted. 
Some of the threads are cut off short, the pattern is lost, and the entire project begins to fall apart. But those are the times when, if we're willing to allow it, God can join us at the loom. And God introduces new colors, new wool, new patterns. God can take the pattern that was cut off and turn it into something new, something even more beautiful than we would have come up with ourselves, something that doesn't supersede or overpower or ignore the loss, but rather ignores, rather includes that loss in a new pattern, in something new and beautiful. Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus says, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was created to be a means through which God would be made manifest. We are experiencing a lot of loss right now. A lot of threads being cut off. A lot of patterns being disrupted. The whole pattern is starting to look a little bit wonky. We're having to let go of a lot of plans, a lot of hopes for the future. Many of you, I know, are experiencing a loss of a sense of financial stability. Many in our communities are losing income and jobs. We have to live with this profound fear that those we love or we ourselves might become sick. That's a scary and uncertain time. But I do believe that even now God is present with us in this and that God can use this. God can use even this as a way of bringing something new into our lives. I'm not saying that we have to pretend that this is easy or that we have to be peppy and happy and optimistic at every moment. This is sad and hard and it's okay to grieve that. We can take time to mourn the pattern that we were weaving that's been lost but I do believe that we are being invited to weave along with God something new, something beautiful and hopeful as a community. I don't know what that will be for you. I don't know where you are finding unexpected grace in this situation. But I'd like to share some ways this week that I've seen God's goodness made manifest even in the midst of pain and fear. I hear stories from the team in our congregation that's calling those who are sick and shut in, those who live alone. I'm hearing about new connections being made between parishioners who have never met before. An hour-long conversation a volunteer had with someone who hasn't been able to attend church for the last few years because of illness and the inability to leave home. A mom home with a new baby feeling a little bit overwhelmed who got to talk to someone about what she was feeling and experiencing a new friendship that was formed that never would have happened without coronavirus. I've had the experience of watching an amazing sound team in this parish develop all of this technology quickly and efficiently in amazing ways, technology that I pray we're going to be able to use later on in the life of our parish. I've seen God use the people of St. John's in new ways in our community. When St. Vincent de Paul, which is the emergency feeding program designated by the county, 
had to close due to coronavirus fears, they reached out to St. John's to help organize a massive collection of brown bag meals created in sanitary conditions that could be used to feed the homeless. What an occasion of grace. What a way in which something terrible could be turned into an occasion to open our hearts to others. And finally, I think that this, one thing I've noticed this week is that this experience has been an opportunity for us to feel longing in a new way. This situation puts us in touch with that feeling of desire, of hope, and of longing. I was chatting by text earlier this week with a few friends that I started ministry with in New York City. And we were talking about our old routine of meeting late on Sunday nights after all of our duties were done in a dive bar for a hamburger. And as we were chatting about it, I felt this overwhelming feeling of longing to be with them eating a hamburger again. And it was a longing for friendship, to be in the physical presence of friends. It was a longing for a time when things seemed really normal, when things were much simpler. And all of a sudden, I just had tears in my eyes as I thought of a longing for normal life. Maybe you felt that longing too. Longing to be able to touch or shake hands with a friend. Longing for friends and family who are far away. Longing for when things were normal. Maybe, as many of you have shared with me, you're feeling a longing for the Eucharist, a longing to be in this space again, sharing the bread and the wine with your community. That tangible, concrete reminder that God is with us and the reassurance that comes with it. And I'm wondering if all these different kinds of longing that we're feeling might actually be a good thing. That they might actually be God's gift to us during this season. Because our longing for God, our longing for normalcy, a longing for our friends and our family lets us know where our heart truly lies. And they invite us to more deeply appreciate what God has given, what is really precious, and to center our hearts there. And to invite God to meet us in the midst of that longing and to fulfill it in ways that we might not expect. All of this is to say that I don't believe that this pandemic and our management of it are in any sense God's will. I believe that God is at work to bring about a day when all suffering ends and every tear is wiped away. But I do believe that God is using this situation in ways that are unexpected, to turn our hearts toward God and toward one another. That even this pandemic can be a means of grace, a means of goodness, and a means of peace for us and for those we love. The disciples asked, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was created to be a means through which God would be manifest. Each one of us was created to be a means through which God would be manifest. And this situation can be a means through which God's love and healing are known. 
but that requires us to open our eyes, to refuse to be blind to God's presence and work. And through this, God will be known through us. Amen.